0: Alright, tonight if you will, go to Matthew chapter number 5. I'm going to pull away uh, tonight from what we were working with. Uh, I've got a burden on my heart I want to try to share with you tonight, next Wednesday night we'll pick back up again and continue on uh, in the last days, okay? I wasn't sure if I would go this direction or not, struggled with it a little while today. And... Uh, Finally, got clarity on it, so this is the direction we're going to go for tonight. And next Wednesday night, we'll pick back up in our study, okay? Matthew chapter number five, and if you will, go with us to verse number uh, 14. Now, my text tonight is uh, it's going to be uh, pretty simple, uh, but I've got uh, some other scriptures that I want to look at to help us. Uh, Tonight, shed some light uh, on what I feel like the Lord would have us to deal with tonight, all right? So Matthew chapter number 5, let's read in verse number uh, 14. We ain't got many verses tonight. If you will, stand with us for the reading in reverence of the Word of God. Matthew chapter number 5, those that can and will, no obligation to those that can't. Matthew chapter number 5, verse 14, the Bible says, "'Ye are the light of the world.'" A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We'll end right there. You can be seated. Heavenly Father, We thank you for loving us tonight. We need a touch from you to help us to get this simple thought uh, out, Lord, that you've placed on our heart to look at this for a few minutes with open minds and open ears, uh, Lord, ready to hear the word of God. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me as I stand to speak tonight uh, to be able to clearly uh, portray that in what you've laid upon my heart. And we will thank you. We will love you. We will praise you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Concerning these verses of Scripture, right right prior to verse fourteen, in verse number thirteen, we find that the Bible says, "You are the salt of the earth." But if the salt have lost its His savor, you'll understand that Paul references this uh, uh, this salt and the earth uh, in his epistles. And here's here's what I'm driving at tonight. Uh, We understand, and I have made it known. Uh, that the, the Word of God in the Gospels deals a lot with the household uh, of Israel, right? The lost sheep of the household of Israel. And uh, you will find that chapters number five uh, and chapters number six uh, and chapters number uh, seven are dealing with uh, the Sermon on the Mount, all right? And so I, I, I'm not gonna try to leave the context of these scriptures or preach outside of what these scriptures are talking about, but there's a principle in these verses of scripture uh, that I wanna look at. Number one, uh, this matter of light, okay? Now we know uh, that uh, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Why is it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path? We live in a dark world today uh, and it's getting darker all the time and the statement has been made that a light will shine the brightest in the darkest hour, okay? You can turn your headlights on on your car about right now, Brother Shane, as the sun is going down and it doesn't do a whole lot. But as it gets darker, the lights on your car become more effective to help you see where it is that you're going. So in this dark world that we live in, the word of God is our light, right? And the Bible says, thy word. So whose word is it? It's the Lord's word, right? He preserves his words, but thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. So it's his word, but it's my word. It's, it's for me, it's to help me. And understand that, that uh, this matter of preservation of scripture, will be judged by, this, by his word. But understand this word is not just to, to judge us by, but it's also, as I stated the other day, it's like having an open book test. He gives us the answers to the problems and the questions of life and gives us the answers to how we are to walk and talk and act and be, right? Uh, and so we appreciate that the Lord has given us this open book to read, but it's, a, it's His Word, but it's a light for us. Now, I began to think about this, and, and I'm not trying to stretch your imagination uh, or try to just come up with something to preach tonight, but I want you to consider what I'm saying to you. Now we talk about, uh, the Bible talks about here a, a candle. You're Your light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now you understand that you weren't going to go down to the Dollar General store in these days and get a, 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 a flashlight and click the button of the flashlight and walk out and shine it around. I mean fire was what was used for light, right? And so in this instance we... Look at this matter of a candle. Neither to men light a candle and put it under a bushel, uh, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So here's what I want you to see. Not only does the word of God shine a light for us to walk down the path of life, and allow us to put one foot in front of the un, uh, other, but as we hold a candlestick, Brother Shane, that candlestick also reveals to others what you look like. All right, and so here's what I want you to see. If Brother Shane in the dark tonight, if the power was to go out, was to light a candle, that candle would help Brother Shane find his way through the sanctuary tonight, but you and I, as we sit in the dark, would not be able to help but see Brother Shane from the illuminating light that he was holding in his hand, right? So as the light helps him walk through this dark sanctuary, it also shows you, his face, and we can see uh, his face through the illuminating light. So here's what I'm driving at. It's his word, thy word, not my word, but thy word have I hidden in my heart. So his word is in my heart, but it's my word. Aren't you glad you've got a copy of his word tonight? It's, it's yours. I have my copy, and I'm going to go home with my copy. You have a copy, and you're going to get to go home with your copy. This is my King James Bible. I appreciate that. I have the light of God's word with me and I thank the Lord for that. So the Bible says you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither doth a man light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house let your light so shine before men. Now I want you to notice that. Whose light? Let your light. Now thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's his word, but it's my copy. It's my word. And to understand that we are to be a light. Now how do I become a light? Because the word has to get in me. So as the the light gets in me, then I can illuminate and shine and you can see or should be able to see if, Things are done appropriately and by the word of God, you should be able to see the Lord Jesus Christ in our life by putting his word on the inside of us. For his word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against God. We'll sin against God without the word of God on the inside of you and me. All right? And so uh, understand here the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Now, I made a uh, remark, and I want to, to go back for a moment, if you will, to Matthew chapter number two for a moment. Uh, I, I felt the Lord would have me make this statement as I made it Sunday morning at homecoming, but the Lord wouldn't let it end there. So I want to I want to look at some things concerning letting your light shine before men. Now, I wanna say this as good, Bible-believing, fundamental, independent, King James Bible-believing Christians that we are sometimes, we try to be so heavenly-minded and so in, 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 uh, structured by the word of God that I'm afraid, as the old statement goes, we become so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good. And what I'm saying and what I mean by that is we try our best to to steer on the side of caution. You know, we work so hard to to give God all the glory, and we should. We should never rob God of his glory. And we'll make statements like, Lord, I don't want to be seen, but I want you to be seen. That's also a good statement to make, amen? We don't want people to see us and end up only seeing us. But you do need to understand that it's not unbiblical for man to see us. But yet they need to see God. And so I want to say this. We cannot get to the place where we're not wanting people to see us. I want to say something to you. People are going to see us whether they they like what they see or not. Whether the Lord likes what we are or not, people are still seeing us. We are still spreading a testimony whether it be a good testimony or whether it be a bad testimony we still have one today mankind is looking at us other churches are looking at us other Christians are looking at us a lost and dying world is looking at us our families are looking at us and because our families in a lost and dying world and our church and other people in this world is looking at us we find that there's a principle in Matthew chapter number five. We need to gather a hold. We need to get, gather around and get a hold of. Let your light so shine before men. Now there is the uh, there's the the statement that is made, but there's the purpose of the statement that they may see your good works. Did you know that you need to live a life uh, that people can see you and take notice of your good works? Now, that doesn't mean that we do things. Listen, pride's a very nasty, nasty thing. And we can do things sometimes for the wrong reasons and want men to see things that they might brag on us. That's the wrong attitude to have. Because we understand the Bible says here that the Messiah good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So what you're doing by letting your light so shine, understanding people will see your actions. They need to see the right kind of actions because they will be looking at you. You will be noticed whether you like it or not. We don't set out to be noticed by men uh, for the the sake of getting a pat on the back or for somebody to brag on us. But understand today, we might as well own the fact that we are Christians and we're we're supposed to live like Christ and we're supposed to portray Christ. And the only way you and I can portray him is if people are looking at us. All right? So I'm not opposed to the concept of, Lord, I don't want to be seen of men. I want you to be seen. And that, that makes sense, but at the same time, what we really mean is, Lord, people are going to see us. But when they see us, are they going to see you? It doesn't need to just stop with us. Now, a lot of times, by the way we do things and the attitude in which we do it, God cannot get the glory out of what it is that we do. But there's nothing wrong with letting your light so shine before me. And Now, if you do what you do, you can't let your light shine unless it comes through the Word of God. Understand thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That word gets on the inside that you might not sin against God. If the word of God is causing you to illuminate, then your heart will already be in the right way. Because you're sinning against God if you do what you do for any other reason than bringing glory and honor to him. All right. So uh, having said that, I'm interested in this star again in Matthew chapter number two. So if you will, let's look at this star uh, for just a moment. All right, there's some things that I want to consider concerning this star that I believe the Lord will help us with tonight. We won't try to be long tonight. We'll make our point and try to uh, get on with it. I've got a few points to make here tonight. So the Bible says in verse number one, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, this is Matthew chapter two, verse number one, the Bible says, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born? King of the Jews, for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship. First thing I want you to notice about this star is this star was among all the other stars. You can walk outside today or tonight after the sun has gone down and look up into the, the heavens and, Brother Shane, you can't count them all. The stars are everywhere. But on this particular, in this particular time, the wise men seen a star. A star among many stars, but this star happened to catch their attention. So the first thing I want you to see in verse number one is, There came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star. Now, what are we supposed to do tonight? Let your light so shine before men. What's that light? It's his word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Okay, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The first thing I want you to take notice is, is this star caught their attention. It captivated their attention. It says, saying, where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. First of all, this star had had already been assigned the name his star. These wise men knew that what was special about this star was this star was his star. Stars are illuminating. Stars do shine bright. They shine the brightest in the dark, right? But understanding of all the stars that were in the heavens that day The wise men noticed one star. This one star was doing something different from all of the other stars. This star was pointing them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we haven't seen that yet, but we will. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. It almost seems, Brother Shane, as if they're lost. They've assigned the the name his star to this particular star. It's caught their attention. They are captivated by it. Why? Because they're asking questions. It did not just do them good enough to have seen the star, but now they're in search of what the star is supposed to be leading them to. But we do not see that the star is leading them as of yet uh, in the in the in the full longevity of their of their uh, trip, if you will. All right, so the Bible says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now, I'm not dealing tonight with the last days, but since I'm in this portion of scripture, I want you to take notice that Herod had a problem because Herod knew through prophecy that this, this, this young man was gonna be born And the Bible says that when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, the people together demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for that is written by the prophet, uh, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So in Herod's mind, somebody's coming to kick him off the throne. Now I want you to notice this. Their time frames are a little mixed up. And that's what we're dealing with on Wednesday nights concerning the last days. But I don't want to get off on that because I'll start running a different rabbit tonight. The Bible says in verse 7, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And we have found him. Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it. Now I want you to notice that. Till it. The star was leading them. Now back in verse number 2, it says, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. They had seen it, past tense. And they're inquiring about where Jesus is at. Notice this though, the star undoubtedly, Brother Shane, is moving. So the star has caught their attention. And what I'm dealing with tonight is, is we know that, that, that there are people today in ministry, not just in, in pastorates, not just in evangelism, not just in missions, not just in the, 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 the congregation, not just Sundays. I mean, all kinds of people that have been born again today are, are, are searching in the day in which we live in for notoriety. Now, I do not, I do not have Facebook. All right, I don't have it. Uh, that, that, there's a, and, and if you do, I'm not beating up on you. I think it can be abused. I think it can be used in a wrong manner. I think it can be used to be, busy, uh, be a busybody in other men's matters, and the list could go on and on. If you can use it correctly and be all right with God, you won't hear anything from me on it. I can't, so I don't mess with it, okay? I don't have time for it, so I stay away from it. But here's what I'm saying. We live in a society today where you can say one little crossword to somebody on Facebook and you've pushed your lip out and you don't know if you'll ever come back to church again because your feelings is hurt. That's how thin-skinned people are today in the society in which we live in. Nobody has any, any hide on them anymore to be able to take you anything. And so I, and, and so I, I, I never considered it much, but I, as a preacher was mentioning it the other night concerning how people are just so thin-skinned, that just really drove home to me. And so here's here's what I'm getting at. When when we consider this this matter of of the star, everybody today wants to be a star. They need a pat on the back for everything. They can't do nothing unless somebody's always boosting their, their morale or they're always scotching them up. And we ought to, as brothers and sisters in Christ, Come along people that's going through a true hardship and a true struggle in life because we know that this world has problems. This world has trials and tribulations that we will face but somebody pooching their lip out because somebody said something that hurt their little bitty feelings running them out of the house of God or stopping them from being a a workman for the cause of Christ. Boy, how silly, how silly can we be? But people shooting uh, for, for, uh, for, for the stardom they, they want to be a star, they, they want to be out front, they want to be seen, they want people to take notice of them. And the idea here is, is if, if someone is noticing you, they should notice you and see your good works. Now, what's that mean? We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith. But because we're saved, the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside and the Word of God coupled with the Spirit of God helps us to see how you and I are to walk and talk and live our lives. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I'm saying when you take somebody from the hog pen and you send them out doing the right thing, people take notice. They take notice of somebody that's no longer uh, in, the, in the hog pen with the swine, but now they're at the father's house worrying about the father's business, concerned about the father's uh, house and what's going on in his life, right? And so what I'm saying is people notice when you're trying to do the right thing. You can't help but notice. So the star caught their attention. It captivated their attention. I want you to notice it commanded their attention. Say, how did it do that? Notice this, it it conducted their attention. What does conduct mean? Conduct means to to manage or to direct. Now notice with me, if you will, here, when they had verse 9, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was." Now, I don't know about you, but if you're standing outside tonight and you're looking into the sky and you see a star shoot across the sky, you take notice of that one star. Out of all the stars in the sky that's illuminated, that's shining, that you could look at, the one that's moving is the one catching your attention. Now listen, if you want to do something for God and you want people to take notice, not for your benefit, but for the glory and honor of God, you're going to have to be moving. You're going to have to be doing something. You you don't have to be special or spectacular just to be moving. What made this star uh, so amazing, Brother Shane, is what it was moving towards. It's not that the star was any different, Brother Marvin, than any other star. I don't believe that the star was made up of any other matter than any other star was. I believe this star, though, was a sign to do something that the other stars were not doing. Now everybody wants to be a star, but only one star was taking these wise men to Jesus. Now I'll say this, they were wise men. They knew what the star, which star they needed to be looking at. Now listen, if you want to know what kind of star you need to be looking at, you need to be, and I'm not looking for stardom and I don't think you are either, but what I'm saying is there are many men tonight. Many men, Brother Gene, across this land that has notoriety. Listen. You can turn the TV on tonight, and you can you can find get on TBN. And I don't have cable or satellite, but I know what that god awful network is all about. Turn that thing on, and you can get a, a a beautiful message that's 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 lovely and that that lifts your spirits and makes you happy and be lied to if you want to. And you can listen to somebody tell you that life is grand and wonderful, and it's a bed of roses and all is wonderful. And if it's not, you're living wrong. And if you's living right, God would bless you more. And here's what I want you to understand today. That's just not true. That's a prosperity gospel today that's not found in the Word of God. And so we know that there's trouble. We know that there's trials. But here's what I'm saying. They still have star-like status. How are they still on those networks? How are they flying around, Brother Gene, in multi-million dollar jets? How are they they taking uh, these elderly people and and robbing them of their 401Ks and their banking accounts? And living like kings because they've reached star like status. Now, I want you to understand something about a star. A star has notoriety, a star will grab your attention. A star will cause you to travel great distances. If you don't believe me, you just wait till one of these country singers comes down here to Thompson, Bowling, and see how many people from all three of Florida, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina—they come out of the woodwork to come here. Uh, Somebody sing something that's not even biblical, something that's god awful. All right, and what I'm saying is, is they'll travel great distances for a star. We find it in the Word of God right here. These men were coming a long ways, and they were following a star. A star will be noticed. A star will be bright. Uh, Notice this. A star will be high, and will require that you look up to see the star. You know, a lot of these stars, they're stars because people are idolizing them, and they're, they're wanting to be like them. There, 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 there's something about them that has captivated the minds of people and caused people to want to be like them. I can't tell you how many old women I've seen their heart flutter when, when George Strait comes by. Make me puke. And, and that's what they talk about. You know, and, and, or, or, or in my grandmother's day it was Elvis. You know, make their heart flutter. What are you saying? I'm saying they have star-like status. They're stars. People look up to them. There's something about them that's captivated them. But the thing about it is, this star captivated. This star caused people to cause these wise men. It, it, It caught their attention. It commanded their attention. It conducted their attention. Listen, for somebody that gets up in the morning and puts their britches on like somebody else to cause thousands of people to pay thousands of dollars to drive across three states to listen to them sing about a drinking and boozing and fornicating, there's something there that shouldn't be there, but it's there nonetheless. All right, and you'll find that that same stuff happens in the ministry. I don't know why I'm here tonight, okay, but I just feel very strongly that this needs to be said because there's people that automatically assume because they're on television or because they're on the radio or because they authored a number one bestseller that there must be something to them. Oh, there is. They're they're a star, but they're not leading you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the kind of star that the Lord can use, see, it's all right to be seen. It's all right to let your light shine, but you're letting your light shine that men may see your good works. Those good works, Brother Donnie, didn't come from you. They didn't come from me. If anything good, Brother Gene, comes out of this God-awful flesh, it become, because the Spirit of God abides on the inside, and thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. If you do anything for the glory and honor of God to one day get a well done, thy good and faithful servant, it won't be because of what you got naturally when you were born. It'll come because the Spirit of God come into your heart and done something and made a change in your life. And so here's what I'm saying. The Bible says in Philippians 2, verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will And to do of his good pleasure do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Brother Shane cannot grab a candle tonight in a dark sanctuary and hold that candle and find his way through this sanctuary without the light shining upon him. You will be able to identify that it is Brother Shane holding that candle. And what I'm saying today is when the light of God's word works in your heart and does something that produces some works because you do understand today that I'm not saved by works but because I'm saved, I have some works for the Lord Jesus Christ that it will be evident that the light is shining out of me. You're going to see me. Listen, people are not don't judge me now. Don't judge me. But I want you to understand something. People are seeing you. People are seeing me. What they see is dependent upon how we respond to God's word and how we allow God's word to work in our life, okay? So the Bible says here, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding uh, forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain. You don't want to run in vain today. You're going to have to run with the Word of God on the inside of you, and you're going to have to purpose to keep it and put it on the inside, and that's where it's going to have to be. All right? So the star caught their attention, captivated their attention, commanded their attention, conducted their attention. Then we find that the Word of God concluded. Their attention, excuse me, the star, the light, the light concluded their attention. What does that mean? What does conclude mean? It ended. It stopped. Now listen, we, we talk about the star. We still talk about the star today. Christmas time comes around. We still today talk about the star. That one star that had one job that was to point these men to Jesus. Notice, if you will, that... The star, the Bible says in verse 9, When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. This star brought joy to their life. Why? Because of what the star was doing. All right? It commanded their attention. How? How? They were looking for it. They were were still searching for it. When they had heard the king, they departed Lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So it moved, Brother Shane, until it got to a certain place. And the star shined and brought the wise men to Christ moving along, being a guide until finally... When the star got to where Jesus was at, the Bible says here, and uh, till it came and stood over where the young child was, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. Notice they did not fall down and worship the star. Nothing is said about worship until the star got the wise men to Jesus and Jesus is the one that they fell down and worshiped. So the Bible said, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary. Let me ask you something tonight. Do you see a star anywhere outside? No, you're not outside. You're inside. As much as the star meant to the wise men, as much as the star uh, brought joy to their life, As much as the notoriety as the star had, when the star got them to the place where Jesus was at, they went inside and it wasn't about the star anymore. If you want to know what kind of star you need to follow, the star you follow will take you to Jesus and before you know it, you'll be so captivated by Christ that you forgot all about the star. Now the Bible says here in verse eleven, when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, or with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Notice this: all the things that they brought wasn't given to the star. All the things that they had that meant something for them that they'd carried with them on this journey, they give to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to say this. I understand that that the Bible talks about an elder being worthy of double honor. I'm not talking about not honoring men that try to love the Lord, women that try to love, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying ultimately what we're to do is to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. The star did not demand that they worship the star. The star, Brother brother uh, Marvin, was not a star because it set out to be one. The star was a star because the Lord made it one. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a star for the Lord Jesus Christ. But the idea isn't for you and I to make ourselves into a star that can be worshipped, but if we happen to be a star that will allow God to use us in the manner that he chooses to use us. So here's what I want to say to you. Now, there's nothing wrong with letting your light shine all over the place. Everywhere you go, you ought to let your light shine that they may see your good works. Understand that they're going to see you. So have some works that they can glory in in your father with. All right? So we see that uh, the star caught their attention, captivated their attention, commanded their attention, conducted their attention, and then concluded their attention. When, when, when the star got them to Jesus, it quit being about the star. If the star had been in it for the wrong reasons, Brother Shane, and not yielded to the will of the one that put it in, uh, in the sky, the star would have not been happy to have had to conclude the, to their attention. Anybody that's in it for the right reasons, that's the kind of star that God wants them to be, when they get the person that's following them to Jesus, they'll back into the limelight. They'll back out of the limelight. They'll allow the, the Lord to do what the star cannot do. Let me, let me share with you a quick story, and I'll try to be done. I'm not going to be storytelling tonight, but my wife can, can, can testify to this being the case. When we were in Texas, we went, uh, I believe it was a little town called China, Texas. And I worked in China, Texas, and in Nome, Texas, and in Beaumont, Texas, around in that area. And I'm not going to name the name of the, of the star, because I don't want you to go home and Google it and start listening to it on the, on the computer tonight. But there was a country music star that lived in that town. And I want you to notice, well, I want you to consider with me, this star, this country music star would pack out stadiums. If this star, Brother Marvin, were to come to Thompson Bowling, they would sell it out. But as I worked in that area, on a couple occasions, Brother Gene, I would go into the gas station. I'm talking about a gas station no different than Weigel's out here. To get a drink or a sandwich at lunchtime on my lunch break. And that man would be standing in that store in his blue jeans and in his boots and in his ball cap. And he would talk to people just like I'm talking to you. Now, he's a star in this this nation, but he wasn't a star in his hometown. Everybody knew him on a first name basis. He could drive his old beat up pickup truck into the the gas station and get him some gas and get him a Coke and get him a drink, whatever, and talk to him like I'm talking to you. Now, he had star-like status, but he put his britches on just like I did. And I had never run into a star before and I thought it was very strange because you wouldn't expect it to be. You know, they're always hoop and pop and all that's going on around it. They've got guards and, and fenced off areas and buses and everything. You can't get into the stage to see them. But here he's standing just about as far from me as Brother Shane is just carrying on a conversation. And he wasn't used to being having star-like status in his hometown. Well, it just so happened that my wife and I were taking some family members of mine that happened to be with us and t- happened to come in to visit us for a few days. We happened to be driving down the road in this town. I looked in my side view mirror of my truck and seen this man coming. And I, don't, I shouldn't have said anything. If I had to over again, I wouldn't have. But I just happened to say to my family that's sitting in the back, you're not gonna believe who this is pulling up beside of us. And I give the name. And they didn't believe it till he drove by. But when he drove by, he seen their face glued to the side of the window and he took off doing 100 miles an hour to try to get away from me while my family screaming, get it! chase him down, chase him down. Now it wasn't my wife that was doing that, all right? What I'm saying to you is, (laughs) uh, but my my family was chasing him down. I said, I'm not chasing him down get the law called on me. My point is he had star-like status. But having star-like status doesn't mean anything because we're just who we are. Nothing changes about who we are. It's just a, it's just a persona. It's just what someone else thinks you are. It's what somebody else thinks. You know, the, the, the TV evangelist that's robbing people their money today, uh, he'll go to bed tonight just like you will, Brother Gene. He'll have to get up in the middle of the night and take a potty break before he goes back to bed just like you and I do. Nothing's different about him. He's in the same flesh we are. And so here's what I'm saying to you. We get caught up as the consumer. As the one that's looking at the star. And we get like this. Jesus don't get like this. Jesus is willing to take you and I And use us for his glory and honor. And there's not anything wrong tonight in you being a star. There's not anything wrong with you following somebody that lets their light shine as long as that star takes you to Jesus. And when that star gets you to Jesus, you forget all about the star and you don't see the star anywhere around. So here's what I want us to deal with tonight. We can become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. And we act like we're going to just get out of the way and let God. We can let God by letting our light shine. There's nothing wrong with you and me shooting from the stars, trying to do all we can. Listen, I, I don't, I'm not looking for notoriety. I'm not looking at it. But I'll tell you this, Brother Shane, if the Lord blessed me with some notoriety, I, I would like to thank Brother Marvin that I have enough couth about me to use it for his glory and for his honor. There's many a man that's been ruined by Notoriety many a man. Now let me let me read this to you. Brother Brian's not here so I'm not bragging on him in front of him. But let me tell you what's on. Let me read a verse of scripture that's on his prayer card. On his prayer card, he has servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Now, if you knew what this man's done in his ministry, it would blow your mind that he was even with us on Sunday. Now, I'm not trying to blow him up to God be the glory. I'm not trying to blow him up. What I'm saying is, though, this man's forgotten more than I'll ever know. And what I'm saying is, he still understands, Brother Shane, that it's not that we're sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. You and I can shine the brightest when we realize that we're still nothing. See, the thing about a star is it's what others think about them, but what do they think about themselves? Where you run into trouble is when others think about you a certain way and you begin to think that same way about yourself. That star was simply this. That star was moving and that star was yielded to the will of God. And if moving for God and being yielded to God causes you to shine, so be it. Allow yourself to shine like God wants you to shine, but point people to Jesus and be willing and ready to get back and get out of the way. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for loving us. Lord, I thank you tonight that there's still some men that are in uh, this world today that are still walking among us, God, that still yield their self to you, they still in their heart know that they are only what they are by the grace of God. But because just like the star that we find in the Gospel of Matthew, that star was yielded and moving for your glory and for your honor, and you used that star in a special way. And Lord, I I'm not I'm I'm not looking for stardom, I'm not looking for notoriety, but I pray, Lord, that we would Consider what you're saying to us in your word. And I pray, God, that we would, we would purpose, whether we are a cue a Q-beam or a little candle, that whatever light we can shine, Father, we shine for your glory and for your honor. And no matter what notoriety we may get, no matter what someone may say or think about us, Father, that we know at the end of it all we're only what we are because you made us that way. And I pray, Lord, that that for each and every individual that's among us tonight, in the sound of my voice, that we would all purpose in our heart to shine as bright as we can for you in this lost and dying, dark, dim world, that you may get all of the glory and honor out of everything that you're doing through our life. We know, Father, that it's you that worketh in us. And we of ourselves are no good, No count, we're insufficient and we're unable. But Lord, it's your word, it's thy word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path that we hide in our heart that we might not sin against God. And Lord, I pray that you'd use the word of God that we apply to our life and illuminate us that you may get all the glory and honor out of it. That Lord, if one day you would decide to make each one of us a star, Father, we'd take that, that notoriety and use it only for your glory, and for your honor. I pray, Lord, that we would be humble enough that should you decide that you want to do that with us, that you could do that with us, that we would not allow something like that to hinder us from being all that you'd have us to be. We thank you, praise you, give you glory and honor. Thank you, Father, for loving us. We know if there's anything good about us, it's you. It's nothing else. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for men that'll still love you and do what's right and lead and guide and show us through the word of God the right ways to go. They're falling They're falling by the wayside. They're, they're few and far between. We thank you for still that you still have some men that's willing to do that. Help us, God, as we move up into the ranks and as older men die off and we take their positions and their place in this life as leaders and, and as guides that we would not squander our opportunity by utilizing uh, the gifts that you've given us and becoming prideful people. I pray, God, that you'd make every one of us, Father, tonight uh, a vessel fit unto your honor with no pride in our life whatsoever that we may be used by you in the capacity that you choose to use us. In Jesus' name we pray.